Hello everyone. My name is Ivor. My name is Mallory. And thank you so much for listening to This Is Fine. On this podcast, we explore and discuss experiences and insights from our lives and how they relate to mental health. To help foster conversations on how to move through life with more awareness, adaptability, and a little bit of humor. <laughs> it's a pleasure to see you today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to see you. It's been, I'm happy that we are um, doing this a little bit more consistently. It, I've realized, actually, now that I think about it, and this chair is creaking behind me, that I'm A, talking too loud, and B, I realized that doing this does give me a measure of pleasure. Hmm. So it's difficult to describe because pleasure is such a personal thing, mm-hmm. which is why Muon loves chewing on my cables because <laughs> that brings him pleasure. <laughs> it feels really good to him to yeah. chew on things yeah, that he I mean, shouldn't. <laughs> animals, cats. My question to you, what brings you pleasure in the realm of your friendships? What is, if there's one thing that you can say, that brings you pleasure what can you can you say it in a sentence if that's possible ooh mm. can i guess ooh sure okay i think something that brings you a deep sense of pleasure or connection in let's you know talk about that little realm there pleasure connection is when someone communicates effectively mm is that wrong well i think yeah, having open, effective communication is pleasurable to me, but mm. it wasn't going to be my answer. Okay. Yeah. I think my answer would be when I'm engaging co-creatively Ooh. with my friends and the people in my life. Mm. That brings me a lot of pleasure. How about you? Mine's very simple, very easy, very much mercurial. Yes. To, to quote Mallory or to use it in your terms, is when we have discussions that aren't superficial. And not to say that superficial conversations aren't necessary. Uh, I just like to cut to the, you know, to the bones and talk about serious stuff. Mm-hmm. So that something that derives me pleasure also gives me a little bit of insecurity. because I'm always aware that people are like, it's not that serious, Ivor, you know? Mm. That's usually the... Maybe it's it's wrong to say it's usually the feeling. It's just my insecurity, so I'm projecting onto other people. (laughs) Um, But usually people want to be lighthearted and and stuff, and I want to be very, like, serious. I think you get a lot of pleasure from intimacy. Mm. So do I. And one of the one way that we both practice intimacy is having intimate conversations Mm. like and really digging into something Mm. like getting getting into real issues. Like I I relate to what you're saying because I really don't like small talk very much. Another thing that brings me a lot of pleasure is having great conversations with people, which can be lighthearted, but my favorite conversations are usually much more intense and like deep and kind of um, penetrating, I guess. Mm. I can relate. Yeah, I I think that's something that we share. I especially like, and I know this sounds a little bit masochistic, but people pointing out like behavior of mine that is unbecoming. 
and that I can go, oh shit, well, that's a good friend for not letting me walk down the street with egg on my face the whole time thinking I'm great, you know? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather mm-hmm. people tell me. And yes, no one likes to be told. Mm-hmm. It stings. It's uncomfortable. But usually those are, are our growth edges. That's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You are generally pretty receptive to that. I yeah. Think. I hope so, because mm-hmm. I preach about this stuff all the time. I talk about it all the time. And if I don't live it, then hypocrisy is my middle name, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like I think our experience of pleasure has things in common or the mm. things that bring us pleasure are related because it's kind of about connection. Yeah, again, a sense of intimacy. Mm. So when you feel trust and connection with someone, then you can have that kind of conversation mm. <clears throat> friends that friends that feel like they uh, that you trust them and they trust you, they can bring something to you and right. say, "Hey, I noticed this." Like like you do with me, and I think I do with you sometimes yeah. as well because we have that sense of connection. Yeah, and, and that openness. Yeah, yeah, and that and even that is kind of co-creative because you're co-creating personal change through relationship. Right. Because if, if you're, like I've said many times, if your friends are just there to be your yes men, then are they really your friends? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I have a question. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you saying yes man. Um, so we decided to talk about pleasure. Mm. I suggested that. Yes. And then I kind of started to get a little <laughs> imposter syndrome about it because basically I just want to say, I think anyone who's wants to learn more about pleasure or practice pleasure more should definitely check out pleasure activism by adrian marie brown uh, which is sitting on the table here um or even maybe work from trisha hersey of the nap ministry like there's a lot of especially black women writing about pleasure so when i after i suggested it i thought like ah what do i have to add to this conversation um, except for my own personal experience of pleasure in my life. And you saying yes, man, made me think about how pleasure is sort of about saying yes to experience rather than no, which is also something that Adrienne talks about, writes about in her book. Um, and I'm wondering, what does a yes, a really pleasurable yes feel like in your body? I don't mean like you can, you can like, I mean, obviously our mind might go to things like sex, but I, mm. I kind of more mean like, how do you know that something is, is an experience that you want to say yes to? Ooh, that's a nice question. I really <laughs> like that. It really made me think because I didn't think that deeply about it. Mm. So I feel like whenever I, I am, ooh, I'm getting into the, the territory of of conflating pleasure and happiness Okay. now. But I would say pleasure is a kind of muted, and not in a bad way, but it's a muted feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's a very uh, marked by extreme excitement where I would literally jump around. Mm. Or, um, or the muted thing is I'll feel a sense of ease. My pleasure is a very ease, like the image that comes into my mind, the feeling is like of a, a lake. That is a, it's a calming thing for me is to feel pleasure because I think I do like delayed pleasure. I like mm-hmm. withholding p- 
pleasure doing work and then enjoying the pleasure later. It just feels so. It's very erotic. It is very erotic. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure is in its nature er erotic, mm -hmm. whether we talk about sex or not. But eroticism doesn't always have to do with sensual. With what? No, sensual. Yes, but not necessarily sex. Right? Mm -hmm. Am I confusing the two? Or I don't think so. Okay, but I right. mean, like for me, sex is. Something I find very pleasurable. I mean, yeah, but it is, yeah, it's only one. Like Part I could, of I could probably name a, a whole, uh, like lists and lists of things that yeah. bring me pleasure. Right, right, right. That is one. Of course, yeah. Did you want to talk about sex? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm very open. Open to, to where the conversation goes, but yeah. I was just curious about how. Um, yeah, how it feels in your body. It sounds like there's a spectrum, like or almost two ends of the spectrum that you're describing, like, <clears throat> or experiences that feel very different because the sensation has a different quality, like that peaceful lake or like the bouncing up and down, like yeah. different experiences of pleasure, but you know it when you feel it. So what about for you? Like specifically pleasure, do you, is it, does it, um, live in the world of sensual pleasure or is it more spiritual? Ooh, I think both. Well, those to me are very similar. Like I kind of... They can be, I yes, kind right. of... Um, <clears throat> like even uh, my favorite language in general is like tarot. So I love mm. thinking about things and talking about things through the language of tarot. And so if I think about pleasure... And also spiritual matters. I put them both in the realm of um, the wands, the suit of wands, which is associated with fire. So I was particularly curious about you describing pleasure like a like a lake. Mm. It's very watery, but mm. for me, pleasure feels very fiery. Mm. Like, and so I I kind of know there's like an excitation that I is associate with pleasure. I kind of think of different expressions of fire. Mm. And I guess you could say, like, you could probably go through all of the all of the elements and how how pleasure kind of expresses through them, you know, mm. like earth, earthy pleasure, maybe being kind of like great rest, you know, like feeling really rested, feeling that kind of like um, just grounded and really present. For me, it's very pleasurable when amidst a work day. When I notice that I'm not trying to distract myself with anything and I'm just really present with what's happening around me, you know, like, like, and that my, my, my mind isn't actually on anything else. It's just focused on what's happening around me and mm. a sense of connection. And probably for me, pleasure is about connection more than anything. Right. Um, so like connection with fire, meaning kind of like, this joyful exuberance, like that feels pleasurable to me. A or, joyful exuberance, Ooh, I like mm, that. Yeah. Or like water, you know, makes me think of with friends, feeling emotionally connected to other people or my, you know, my cats or the trees. Like that, that to me feels like watery pleasure. Like I didn't expect to talk about the elements in this way, but... <laughs> I love, I love kind of just stuff. curious to me. But I think when I think of pleasure, mostly I feel warmth mm. and i feel cool i mm. feel i think of ocean i think of what i think of blue and green and that's where pleasure lives for me 
And I think that's because, like you've discussed and we've said many times and people can possibly clearly tell, I'm very much in my mind, very intellectually psyche-driven. And I also have a, no one asked, but you're going to hear this, I also have an, a consistent internal dialogue. And I know that some people don't, some people have the middle and some people can walk without thinking. My mind's, there's, there's always something going on. And when I can experience the presence, which is none of that happening, it's a practice that I have to do. When that happens randomly, that's pleasurable to me. Mm. So if we're, yeah, if we're not talking about sex, sensuality, and that kind of thing, then that's closer to pleasure for me. Now that you said that, mm -hmm. I think I found a definition that for now fits what I feel. I love that. Right. Ah, so thank you for bringing up water and fire. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I learned something about myself today. I so yay. <laughs> I also get a lot of pleasure from being in the ocean. Mm. And and I find that I dissolve. Like, yeah, all the thoughts dissolve. So there's like a pleasure in that for me too. Yeah. Yes. I must say, I... F okay. Oh, no one asked, but again, <laughs> I watched one episode of a series called Couples Therapy because the therapist's job is to facilitate a kind of communication that is um, cooperative and also self-reflective. Yeah. It's something that I, that just like really brings me so much pleasure to see that happening, to see people go through this kind of self-examination and then the frustration the other side it brings when someone just refuses to see that their part is that they're wrong. Mm. And I think that's a dichotomy that all of us live with is there are things that we're blind to and there's things that we, oof, I don't know. Actually, now that I said it, I don't know. Because not a lot of people, no, not a lot of people openly express their self-reflection like I do. Mm. Yes, because I don't want to like assume that other people aren't self-reflective because that's, that's a dick move. Who knows, right? Who knows, it's yeah, you can't self -reflection, say. self-reflection, so we don't know. Yeah, it's what not people's... like I walk around with a mirror the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to me, I'm just hearing also that, I mean, you you definitely like revel in ideas and in, like, in dialogue and in change and transformative conversations. Mm. So it makes sense that you would enjoy um, a show like that because, yeah. and I and I agree, like I take a lot of courses with people like I take a lot of these do a lot really of lengthy astrology courses where you know like a lot of people are so generous in like you know these are friends that I've made that I've never met but they're so generous in like yeah. what they share about their lives and um it's like very it's also very pleasurable for me to to witness like to witness other people's transformation. Oh, I love that. You know, or to witness like just being witness to a great conversation, even if you're not part of it. Yeah. Is really, really joyful too. I agree. Well, we're very, we are very like mental people. We're we very are, yeah. like, um, we love like the exchange of ideas, you know? So I think <laughs> our overlap is what the, is where our connection comes from. And I do want to ask you this thing because I think this is where perhaps there there will be some interesting um, answers for both you and me if it gets to that. <laughs> is there has pleasure ever um, made you act in an irrational way? <laughs> 
Why are you coming for me again? <laughs> it's like two you. times in a row, two episodes in a row. Oh, I'm so sorry. <sighs> yes. Yes. Definitely. I mean, you don't have to Definitely. explain the situation, but like. <clears throat> Definitely. Yes. I have. I'm aware that I have an addictive personality. Okay, so what does that mean? I don't exactly know. It means know. that I will, if there's something that brings me a sense of comfort, enjoyment, pleasure, uh, pleasure I can very easily veer into excess. That's just something I know about myself. Do you think that's also part, not to cut you off, I do apologize to be not to be a man here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that is part? Partly to do with your brain's wiring in terms of ADHD. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I, yes, and that's difficult. That framework helps me to forgive myself more. Like ah, I'm seeking to be more gentle dopamine. on yourself, right? Um, because there's a there is a depletion happening. Mm. Um, but yeah, so act irrationally. Yeah, I think I think I'm currently doing. That. <laughs> I think um, as me as we. You know, we may have talked about, like, I've been on a journey uh, over the past year trying to understand what I want in a relationship. And, um, like, I've discovered a lot of things about myself. And I love loving. I mm. love mm. connecting with people. I like sex. I like romance. I like the experience of intimacy with people. But... Uh, I do notice that 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 can kind of yeah does that make me act irrationally? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So I'm trying to be really like cognizant of that recently. Mm. Um, through that awareness, then sort of have moderation in terms of the kind of pleasure I'm seeking in connection with others, and ways to give myself that experience. So that it's it's a that there's a balance in my life, I guess, because mm. um, I I do feel it feels really great for me to, you know, that like that energy that moves between me and another person, like I love that. But lately, I I'm I'm kind of trying to cultivate that within myself as well, oh. and that doesn't come from a place of like reaching or grasping or. I don't ir irrationality isn't exactly mm. the word, mm. but it feels like a grounded practice. Okay. Yes. Okay. How about you? Uh, um, has pleasure made me act irrationally? I I I'm trying to think of a situation where it has, and I don't know that I chase pleasure in that way. It's I'm looking at either like sex or relationships or food or something like that, but those kind of things. Specifically, food. I food does not bring me pleasure. Okay, that's a shock for many people. That's wild to me. I know it is wild, <laughs> but food does not bring me pleasure. Okay, sugar. It doesn't. Yes, it brings me pleasure, but like you and I have had had cake, and I'm lo I love it, but I I don't you go. You just every... revealed your cake secret. Oh my gosh! Oh, to the world. <laughs> to the world. But FYI, sometimes Ivor and I secretly meet. <laughs> to eat carrot cake secretly out and open in the daylight <laughs> but we tell but no, no one, one that we know <laughs> because i'm very um vocal about the way i eat yes. and exercise and mm. so when i do do allow myself the pleasure of having a 
a piece of carrot cake and ignoring all the things I know about sugar and what it does to your body, um, <laughs> then uh, I do imbibe. Imbibe? No, indulge. Mm. Imbibe is more um, alcohol. Mm. And uh, yeah, what can I say that brings... Because not saying something is lying to myself. There, I think everyone has something that makes them act irrationally. I find great pleasure in getting to know someone mm-hmm. that like to, to for me to guess what you what another person like likes especially if it's someone I like interested in sexually mm-hmm. like the the pleasure I get from that mm-hmm. however the other side is there is a completely irrational expectation that that person could figure me out as well <laughs> pays pays the same amount of attention to what I like and don't like. And that is completely an irrational behavioral expectation Ah. from a partner is because I pay attention to everything and what people say and I remember stuff. Just date other Virgos. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm being cheeky. Continue. Mm, But that's that's true. (laughs) Um, Usually I'm not attracted to Virgos. That's the problem. Actually, I don't know. I've never thought of it that way. The people that I've been attracted to, are they Virgos or not? Yeah, I've never thought of attraction in terms of star signs, actually. Mm. Yeah. It's always just been like like friendship or intellectually based, but I've never thought of um, star signs as, I mean, yeah, relationships in terms of... That's a whole thing we could get into yeah, when we know, look at your chart again. Um, no, I'm sorry I interrupted you, so I apologize. Yeah, let me but get to like, my point because I'm not getting to a point. You Well... <laughs> What I heard so far was you, so like you get pleasure out of anticipating someone's needs. Mm. I, the reason I made that joke is what you were describing was very, felt very Virgo to me. Oh. Like that you, that part of like, part of the experience of like loving or connecting with someone is showing them or demonstrating to them your care by knowing something based on your attention to details about them. Yes. It just feels very Virgo to me. And I relate, but um, that then it's irrational. You have this irrational experience of then wanting that same thing from that person. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm of the only part where I don't have that irrational expectation is sexually. Okay. Yes. Where I, there's pleasure for me in serving someone else and that brings a pleasure. Like Mm -hmm. as long as I know I'm doing something that helps you, then it's, that's, for me, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you find when, is there a lot of, like, an experience of disappointment then that you felt? Like, is there, that's what I felt like maybe there was this experience yeah. of being disappointed because you're, you take pleasure in a certain kind of way of connecting but then you're not receiving it in return which then leads to like a that does the pleasure go away um it it leads to the 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 irrational expectation and the other person's invariable inability to meet that fantasy world of mine um then turns into a misplaced resentment i see which then which then fizzles out my friendship with them or relationship with them um, that's my irrational cycle over here. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm, that sounds hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, you don't keep unraveling that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think so. I think so. Right. Yeah. That's fun. I didn't know I'll be talking about this today. And here I am. This is what happens when we don't have a an outline. I, We're just freewheeling it. I do like it. <laughs> I, I do like it. Yeah. I mean, I brought up the question. <clears throat> so. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Is it my turn to ask a question then? I think, again, when I think about pleasure, then I think about these works, these books, ideologies that guide me and many others. One of the things that Adrian talks about one of the things that I think a lot of people who are concerned about pleasure uh, talk about is the practice of pleasure. Like, not just what does it feel like to experience pleasure, but how do you practice pleasure? And I'm curious if you have any thoughts about that, like what that might mean to you to to engage with, with pleasure as a practice. I've never thought of pleasure as a practice. The closest thing I can say is that I find pleasure in practice. So sitting down, telling myself you're going to do this, I'll give attention to my brain and my habits and my whatever it is, I'll do that later. There's a pleasure in me being able to control my myself and be like for 30 minutes I'm writing for 20 minutes I'm doing this there's a pleasure in practicing restraint so so the practice of restraint is my pleasure I'm only pausing because I'm letting what you said settle in me I've said this one thing in many ways Mm -hmm. I think this is the most concise that I've said it would you say that when you do that, when you sit down to the practices that are important to you and you're able to listen to that voice that says, do this thing because it's important, would you call that a devotion? Ooh, I think so. Because devotion requires attention, mm-hmm. commitment, focus. Mm-hmm usual regular run-of-the-mill pleasures are short-lived you have to do them again like what eating cake uh having sex uh there's a point of satiety that you reach that it no longer becomes pleasurable Mm. yeah and i i think i don't like that feeling of satiety yeah i don't like the feeling of satiety like, do you mean, um, can you give an example of when you felt that and then it didn't feel good? Like when I was a kid, I'd save up my little pocket money and I'd buy a, a block of chocolate. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. I would either eat one and wait a week and eat another one and wait a week and eat another block. Or I'd finish the whole thing. Uh-huh. And I hated that feeling of like the way your body feels when you do that. Or when you eat too much, the way your body feels when it's above yeah that seems like not satiation it seems like um excess but pleasure pushes you into excess Mm. and i yeah (laughs) i think so i think that at the root of that is 
and again, this is not my own, this is not my own idea, but like the idea that, uh, so be, the the reason why so many people are driven to excess in pleasure is is like the experience of scarcity that we live in right mm-hmm. like whether it's real scarcity or perceived scarcity like we we all interact with that in different we ways do, right yeah. so food is tricky for me cuz mm. i love food but i do sometimes comfort eat and usually I don't feel good after comfort eating. Mm. Um, so it's like in the moment, I think, oh, this will, yeah, it's like pleasurable in the moment because it tastes good. And also that's very, that's also very like much related to my brain chemistry, mm. like food as a source of stimulation. So I'm actively unshaming that process, but... I do know that ultimately I'll feel better after eating um, something healthy and nourishing versus something that kind of fills me up, tastes really yummy, but leaves me feeling kind of like, you know, like, oh, I ate too much or that was too fatty or too, you know, whatever it is, too sugary. And, you know, when I sit with that, usually like I can pinpoint that there was sort of a... A feeling of lack. Yes. like a fe- Yeah, exactly. And like that the food is like, um, you know, filling that. Mm. Uh, and that that's like, obviously, so many people really struggle with that to varying degrees. I think pleasure that's really generative and um, lasting, perhaps. You're talking about lasting pleasure? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about is like lasting pleasure. Yeah. And I think it's the nature of pleasure to not last. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. But... Okay, okay, okay. I, 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 think pleasure, I think when pleasure lasts, it's no longer pleasure. Like, What is it then? You know when people are like, uh, 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 oh, when I get to heaven, you know, people who believe that there is this imaginary man who is judging you and giving you merits and demerits on your life okay. um, in the sky. And then they get to this place uh-huh. that's called heaven. And then everything is perfect. It's wonderful the whole time. But if everything's perfect the whole time, that's annoying. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that goes back to, you're getting back to ero- <laughs> like eroticism, like that really lasting pleasure. I think pleasure is lasting, but pleasure then has to, pleasure includes other things. It's not, pleasure isn't just happiness. Pleasure is aliveness. And then mm. to be alive is to experience mm. a lot of shitty things too, you know. Yeah, like, for you to to appreciate that that pleasure, that aliveness, that joy, right? Yeah. Or, or even wrong? if we don't even appreciate it, okay. but just feel it, feel it. You yeah. know, like like that's getting into like what eroticism is, and I, I I guess when you said pleasure isn't lasting to me, that struck struck me as really untrue. But that what is true, I think, is that then pleasure comes with other experiences or that pleasure is accessible really accessible when we're open to our experiences which are not always happy enjoyable mm. you know sometimes they're really oh yeah bad Just, yeah, really yeah, that's true destructive destructive or distressing or you know like infuriating or yeah. whatever it is when you are engaged in a situation that is not good for you, that is 
distressing for you, that is potentially harmful for you, and you've been in this situation for such a long time, it is uncomfortable, it's displeasurable to seek something different because you get so used to this is what you know and this is a comfort and a comfort brings a a level of like this I can deal with and I like that because mm-hmm. I know how to handle this. But something completely different, mm-hmm. I, I can't even foresee that, even though that may be healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So pleasure, I think, in its nature or in its is a is a, 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 a neutral term and it can be used in either side of the the productive or destructive um, spectrum. Mm. What do you think? Am I reaching? Am I grasping at straws? I don't here? think so. I think I agree. It's interesting to think about generative versus destructive pleasure. I mm. guess like I think you know, like we've talked about, like life requires destruction as well as generation, yeah, and growth. I think you're right that pleasure. It's like we can see it as a neutral term. We can see it as kind of like there's a whole spectrum of of the way that we experience pleasure or the way that we practice pleasure. Mm. And I do know for me to live my happiest, fullest life, I have to bring moderation to the experience of pleasure. Because otherwise I could very easily fall into excess in all of my pleasure practices, you know? Right. Moderation is very necessary for me. I th- I think <laughs> yes it yeah <laughs> um I agree it's for me too moderation is is necessary except when it comes to my health for me sleep there's no like I don't there's for me there's no middle ground I have to get oh. enough sleep there's mm-hmm. no like maybe not enough sleep um exercise I have to get mm-hmm. what I deem enough exercise I know there is an unhealthy space that goes with that and with eating and with uh uh the way that people who engage in exercise and you have goals you reach and all these things that you read about diets and food and and that can become extremely destructive for you for not even not just mentally or physically um mentally and physically it's that i think moderation is something that you can only decide by yourself but you have to be honest with yourself moderation also is sub- there's a level of subjectivity with pleasure and moderation mm-hmm. yeah cuz what's what's moderate for me Mm-hmm. Exercise that's moderate for me is not for you. Yeah, that's true. So, it's probably a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For me, I'm like, we're just getting started. Energy. <laughs> that's fair, yeah. Well, so uh, I guess like to start wrapping maybe. Mm. Um, wrapping things up. I'm just curious. The reason I suggested this topic was just because, like, lately when I think about our podcast, mm. um, I'm I'm realizing that I really don't care about knowing things. Like, mm. I, I, I kind of have to unlearn uh, my desire to be, like, a thought leader or someone who knows, even though I, I do know a lot of things. Mm. But um, I'm mostly just, like, enjoy talking to you and I and I enjoy like our differences because yes. and, and even a lot of the things that you said today were just like surprising to me really? um, kind of <laughs> but just like oh, I wouldn't even like I wasn't thinking about that as related to this topic so for me I brought it up because I thought uh, this will be like an interesting topic to see how we agree and disagree mm-hmm. on so 
I am curious for you, um, what do you think we could each learn from each other about pleasure as an essential part of life? I think what I can learn from you is what I see that you do is you allow space for pleasure and that when it happens, you go with it. Mm. You, you, you indulge and you don't ask too many questions or, and you, you, you experience it. Mm. Yes. I think that's something that I, that I see and that I, I, I don't know if I probably have the capacity yeah, I just don't practice it that way. I think your practice of pleasure is something that I, from the outside, look, go, that looks like fun. Mm, it's kind of what happened today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, yeah, I had a tarot reading, but the client canceled. And so I was like, I'm going to take a walk because it's sunny. And then I ended up sitting and talking with our friend Kim for yeah. hours, um, even though I definitely had a list of things in my mind mm. that I was going to do today mm. uh, with that time. But it was really pleasurable for me to sit. And we sat in the sun. My freckles came out. Uh, you know, they made their first kind of appearance. Uh, just got some sun intake and good conversation. Um, yeah, I think that's true. I like follow. I follow the current of pleasure. You, you really do. And, pretty and that's, easily. That's yeah, easily. There's no like fear or like trepidation when it comes to pleasure for you or at least definitely not yeah there we go <laughs> i'm so. like i'm a yes person oh, there we and go. i think you're more of a no person would you agree i agree <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we can learn the yes and the no from each other because yes. i do think um yeah even though honestly when i when you talk about your daily routines and your relationship to control and things, I think, like, that's not for me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and that's fine. But I do think I, I, I do learn from our conversations, um, I don't know, the, the value of restraint mm. and commitment and grit, I guess. Because I think we need grit to, I need grit to endure moments that aren't pleasurable mm. as a person with ADHD. Ah. It's like very hard for me to get through experiences and things that don't feel fun. Yeah. I'm just like, this is the worst thing ever. And I, um, I never really realized that about myself until recently. Okay. But um, it's very important though, because, you know, the reality is, uh, yeah, the, the lasting, there's lasting pleasure in like building something or creating something that requires devotion. And sometimes devotion means um, foregoing instant pleasure for more long-term pleasure of like giving yourself to something, which mm. is what I see you doing with like your journaling practices yeah. and your... Um, just the way I've structured my life. Yeah, yeah like mm -hmm. your your life as a whole, I I feel your sense of devotion to it. Yeah, it, yeah. I thank you for saying that because I I never really looked at it that way. Mm -hmm. But there is a devotion for me. For I think I'm like perhaps a little bit unhealthily obsessed with this idea that um, I'm using my life energy whenever I spend time doing anything, which is not it's not wrong to say that because mm -hmm. you are using your life energy. 
also there will be a level where I go, okay, no more. Now it's time to to do the thing, other things. Like, yeah. 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 I I like our not dichotomy. I like our, for lack of a better term, binary. Because, I don't think it's, yeah, oh, because why? Because ultimately, we're skating on the same ice rink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different approaches. Uh, I agree with you. I was going to say, it doesn't feel like a binary to me, but mm. I think just different um, different expressions of... I, honestly, I think you. I think devotion is a good word for both of us. I think so. I think just that... And, that, and there's so much pleasure in devotion mm. for both of us. And um, that just kind of comes from different experiences. Right. But I, I definitely envision you having like maybe more rest in your life. Not sleep, but, but like rest or ease. Mm. Just like I'm sure you envision me having more commitment <laughs> in my life. Am I right? Um, <laughs> uh, com- <laughs> Uh, my my communication is way too direct so commitment lay it on me oh no 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 um i i do agree with you that i do need to block time out and go okay you're not going to do anything this is rest time i completely agree with you there that's something that must go into my calendar Mm -hmm. for you commitment only when something is difficult yeah because it's easy for you to commit but when it becomes difficult, mm. yeah. And so it's hard for me to let go <laughs> about of, of the way that I've structured things, you know, or to not work or not do something. It's very hard not to sit and do something. And it's for hard me. for me to work. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where, yeah, you're right. You're right. You, you, you've hit the nail on the head. You've caught the goat. I don't want to work. That's not true, though. I do. But that's maybe that's another topic. But, I think that's another um... topic. Yeah. So quick question. What's your most pleasurable food? Ooh pizza really i just I love pizza I guess that really and it's most pleasurable great. drink oh god coffee oh right coffee there we go coffee <laughs> it's right there of course coffee of course <laughs> how about you um my most pleasurable food is i would say something with avocados in it and i used to love whiskey mm. Mm. let's just go back and forth as a final thing naming yeah. pleasurable things for us all right yes reading a good book reading a good book Listening to an emotional song. Playing D&D. Ooh. Um, free writing. Just being outside. Ooh. Holding someone's hand. Oh, mm. I love that you I... said that. <laughs> <sighs> um, Holding a lover's hand, specifically. Mm. Performing on stage. Ah. Dancing. I love dancing. Playing an instrument. Mm. Learning, learning an instrument from ground up has been pleasurable for me. Mm. Hearing people laugh. That's wild. I just wrote about that yesterday or like shared something about how when people share, like when they laugh unselfconsciously, like they just let out a natural laugh. It's like one of the most beautiful things in the world. Oh my God. I love it. Um, okay, my last one. I think just like sharing sharing a meal. Okay, there's a word for this in Spanish, and I forgot what it is. Mm-hmm. Sobra mesa? Sobra, I forgot. Anyway, it, that, that moment after a meal is over, like you're sharing a meal with a group, and the food is all eaten, but you're sitting and chatting. I think it's like sobre mesa or something I like, like that. that. That's that's like one of the best feelings. I agree, because we had that on, on Thanksgiving. This doesn't happen often, 
but sitting with someone and listening to a story or a song or an album but like just sitting together and f- experiencing that listening auditory thing together i love that yeah me too mm. mm-hmm. and we've done that a couple of times mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah Ooh, so thank you also pleasure in learning new skills and challenging ourselves there we yeah i think we share that one yes yes (laughs) okay so thank you so much everyone for listening and one of our biggest supporters a is mr ray labesha and b uh my brother oh and also alamin Mm -hmm. so thank you so much oh my sister as well uh uh, the, the, the people that give me the most feedback are those people um, in my immediate world. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you beyond measure. If I could, I would buy each and every one of you a house, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something else that brings me pleasure, mm-hmm. giving gifts to people. Yeah. It sucks being poor, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, but gifts don't... A nice gift doesn't necessarily require a lot of money. Just no. thoughtfulness. Yeah, thoughtfulness. There we go. Yeah. Mm. Yes, thank you to our listeners Mm. and supporters. Yes, everyone, I hope you find a pleasurable activity today. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs)